Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Tell your neighbor I'm all in. Amen. Go ahead and grab your seats this morning. God bless you guys. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our, our text, amen, in the series has been 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. Amen. 2 Chronicles 16, 9. Praise the Lord. It's on the screen there. But it says, the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth. Somebody say the whole earth. In order to strengthen. Somebody say strengthen. Those whose hearts are fully committed to him. The key words there, amen, are fully committed, amen. Uh, the eyes of the Lord, how I many know the eyes of the Lord are right now searching, right now the whole earth? The eyes of the Lord are searching for those uh, that are fully committed to him, uh, for he can strengthen them, listen, during the time that we're in. Come on, there's a lot of voices out there. There's a lot of things going out there, amen. As my brother was saying, amen, that, that you know what, we can get confused and get caught up, but we need to just get caught up in Christ, amen. We need to be just focused on Jesus, amen, tune in in his word, because those who are committed to him, God will strengthen them. Come on, how many can use a little strengthening here, amen. Come on, we, 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 we get weakened, amen. We still in this flesh, amen. But God is our strength, amen. And when we can call upon him and we can be committed to him, then God in return strengthens us. And throughout this series, amen, we have learned that we need to be fully committed with our walk with God, amen. We need to be fully committed with our church. Somebody say, my church. And also fully committed with our friends. Somebody say, my friends. And if you miss any of the messages and want to listen to them again, as my son mentioned, check out our podcast, amen, on Real Faith Radio, and get caught up on the series, amen. But today I'm going to wrap up our series, amen, I'm all in. And tonight I want to minister on being fully committed to our children, our family. Come on, somebody, say amen. amen. You know, speaking of children and family, I heard a story of a mom and son getting ready for church on Sunday. And the son, uh, uh, he, uh, the mom goes to, the, uh, to his door he says, and knocks at his door and yells and says, Son, it's time to get up and, and, and go to church. And the son says, I'm not going to church this morning. And he goes, you got to go to church, says the mom. No, I'm not, says the son. Yes, you are, says the mother. No, I'm not. I don't, I, I, they don't like me. I don't like them, says the son. And he says, give me two good reasons why I should go. And the mom said, well, first, you're 55 years old. And second, you're the pastor. <laughs> there are times, church, that you feel it's difficult for you to fulfill your duties and your responsibilities. Can somebody say Amen. Have you ever gotten tired of in constant training and discipling your children? Come on. You ever felt giving up at times? Come on. How many know that our children can make us lose our hair at times? Go nuts a little bit, amen? When couples get married and start having kids and raising them, amen, I think of the song from the Beatles, All You Need Is Love. 
But after they start to grow, church, you realize you need more than love. Come on, you need patience, you need strength, and you need a new belt. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. We're still old school here. Amen. The belt still works. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But to be fully committed with our children, the Bible says it's going to take wisdom. In, in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3, it says this. It takes wisdom to have a good family. It takes understanding to make it strong. So it takes wisdom to have a good family, and it takes understanding to make it strong. Healthy families are not an accident. Come on. They are a result, church, of wise actions, wise decisions made by parents. And today we're going to look at four things that God says that you need to do. Somebody say, I need to do. In order to be fully committed with our children and have a healthy family. Amen. How many like that? How many want a happy family? Come on. I'm here to let you know one thing, church. It's never too late to start. It's never too late to start. Sometimes we can just kind of just throw our hands up in the air and say, you know what, I, I messed up. I, there's no way of fixing this. No, that's a lie from the devil, amen. You can do things right starting today and have a healthy family. So are you guys ready? Amen. The first one's a big one. Number one, prepare your kids for life. Prepare your kids for life. The Bible says that, that this one goal of parenting is to prepare our children for life. God intends family to be a learning center. Come on, you need to learn things in your family, come on, that, that, that you don't learn anywhere else. Come on, there are things that we learn in our households. There are things that we learn within our families that you will not learn anywhere else. The Bible says in Luke chapter 252 that Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature, in favor with God and with all the people. The way Jesus grew up is the same way that you and I grow up with a parent that helps a child to grow. Luke says that Jesus grew in wisdom, amen. Uh, that is a mental or intellectual growth, amen. He grew in stature, which is a physical growth, amen. Health-wise, he was healthy, amen. He grew with the favor of God, amen, that is spiritual growth, maturity as a Christian, amen. He also grew with favor with the people, and that is social growth, how to get along with others. Those are all things that Jesus grew and learned through his parents, amen. The Bible is very clear that it's the primary responsibility of raising children is for parents to help them to prepare for life. Amen. Come on. Helping them. Amen. Come on. This is this is laid at the feet of the parent. Amen. It's not to figure it out on their own. Amen. It's not to throw them out and say, you figure it out. Amen. It is your responsibility. Somebody says my responsibility. Come on. It is your responsibility. Can I let you in on something? It's not the church's responsibility. It's not pastor's responsibility. It is your responsibility. You cannot come to church and just throw them in here and say, let them go learn over there. <laughs> it is your responsibility. We will teach. We're here to instruct everybody. We're here to help the parents be better parents, amen, but it is your responsibility. See, the moment you took upon or took part of conception, 
you got a new job description. And that part of job description is found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7. It says that you must say, I must. Come on, say, I must. You must teach these commandments to your children. Talk about them when you are home or when you are out for a walk at bedtime and the first thing you do in the morning. See, the scripture says several things here. It says you. Somebody say me again. Come on. It says you. It's not talking about the government. It's not talking about preschool. It's not talking about grade school. It's not talking about the neighborhood. It's not talking about TV. It's not talking about social media. It's not even, like I said, it's not even talking about the church here. It's talking about you as parents, amen. You are the primary responsibility is yours. It's, you are responsible for preparing your kids for life. Not anyone else, church. And he goes on to say that you must, you must, say I must. You must, meaning that this is not optional, church. You must, you must what? You must teach. You have to teach. You, you have to impart into your child's life. You have to impart into your child's life. Because I, I can tell you right now, the world's ready to impart inside them. That's right. Come, Come on. on. They, they, they are very responsible in doing what they want to do. The enemy's very responsible in parting and taking your kids. If you don't want them, he'll take them gladly. And so it's our responsibility to teach them what is right and wrong. It is our responsibility to teach them what the world's trying to teach them. And when they get taught by the world, they say, no, no, that's not what we do. You are responsible for that, amen. You must teach. You must impart into your child's lives. Listen, parents are always teaching all the time. Whether you realize it or not, amen, you are teaching your children either good or you're teaching them bad. Come on. They're, they're watching you. They're looking at you. I mean, they watch every moment of what daddy does. Every moment what, what, what mommy does. Amen. And all they do is pick up those things from you. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, uh-oh. No wonder they're just like me. You, remember, you ever hear that phrase? He's just like his father. <laughs> just like mom. You know, they, they, those are things. They, they, they pick them up from you. So prepare your kids for relationships. I mean, you know, we need to prepare them for relationships. You know, I, I, I always pray for my, my children and my grandchildren, for those that are not married. Like my son was already bragging that he found his rib. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and so we got to, we got to, we got to, we got to pray. Amen. I, I pray for godly people, for, for or godly spouses for my, my children. For my granddaughter who was here holding my hand, uh, you know, the man that holds her hand, better be a godly man. Hallelujah. And I'm praying for that, and I pray every day that, you know what, they don't just look at the physical, but look at the heart of the person. Those are prayers that a parent can do or a grandparent can do for their children, amen, is to prepare them for relationships. Uh, do you know that your happiness in life is determined by your relationships? Come on, you learn to get along equals happiness, right? Come on, if you get along and mom and dad are getting along, man, how many know that house is happy? Come on, uh, you, come on you don't know how to get along? Misery. Don't look at them right now. Amen. Misery. Hallelujah. You know, we, we, we got to understand if, we, if we're not getting along, amen, things are not going to work out. Amen. There's going to not be good times at the house. So we need to teach relationships. We need to prepare them in character, church. As you help your children develop, you got to help them develop good habits. 
Develop good character, church. Character is what, what makes a person uh, in the inside. Amen. Character is when no one is watching, church. That's character, amen. It is caught, it is, it is caught, it is more caught than taught. Amen. So we need to teach them these things. Teach them values. Teach them what really is important about life, especially in the season that we're in right now. This is a good time to teach our kids who we need to rely on, who we need to trust in during these times, amen, because how many know that God will get us through? Come on, he's faithful. He's faithful. I mean, we went through a series of walking through valleys, amen. God is faithful. He's in the valley with us, amen. He, he, he's with us all the time. This is not a time to panic, but this is a time to teach them values and what's important in life, amen. Whether you realize it or not, your kids are always picking up values from you. Things you say, things you do, how committed you are to God, how committed you are to the church, amen, how you spend your money. Come on, you are teaching your kids. Come on, what are you teaching your kids today? Come on, if, 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 you can, if you can just answer this question in your mind, what are you teaching your kids right now? Are you teaching them to be strong during this time, or are you panicking? What, what are you teaching your children during this time of crisis, during this time of pandemic, amen? Do they see you just making it through? Do they see you fighting? Do they see you say, God, do they, do they see you on your knees praying and seeking and we're going to make it through? Or do they see you encouraging one another? What are you teaching your kids? Isaiah chapter 38 verse 19 says this, one generation makes known your faithfulness to the next. See, in a lot of families today, church, there is no solid truth being passed in terms of God's word. Come on. Come on. There is no families right now, no solid truth that's being passed in terms of God's word. I, I know that there's a lot of parents out there that, that will say, amen, uh, well, I'm not going to impose my spiritual values on my kids. I'm going to let them decide for themselves, amen. What you're basically saying when you do that, church, that kids, God's an option. God's an option. I'm here to let you know that God is not an option, church. God is not an option. You are hurting your children if you say God is an option. When they become adults and move out, they have a choice. But while they're growing up in your own home, church, you teach them about God and his word. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, 6, train up your child in the way that he should go, and when he gets old, he will not depart from it. Joshua says in 25, verse 15, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, this is what our kids need to see. This is what we need to teach them. Get them fully committed with God. Make sure that they learn to give, learn to serve, learn to live for God, church. Parents, don't turn over your responsibility to TV. TV is the number one seller, amen, of values today. It's a great source of miseducation, church. The Bible one day uh, says one day that we are going to be judged before God, uh, and we will have to give an account uh, of our lives, amen. Those who are parents will have to give an account of their parenting roles. 
Did we care enough to say this is right and this is wrong? Because most kids don't know right from wrong today, church. Society doesn't seem to know the difference. Come on. There's such confusion out there. I thought that was wrong, and now they're saying it's right. And, 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 that, was, and that was right, and now they're saying it's wrong. And, and Come on, and didn't the Bible say that? that? That the truth will be a lie, and the lie will be a truth? We're seeing that alive in our, our society today, and so we need to teach them what is right and wrong. I mean, we have to ask ourselves, uh, am I teaching my children? Am I teaching them about money? Am I teaching them about time, God, sex, relationships? You have to teach them, Lord. You need to prepare them. So number one, we need to prepare them. That's a big role, church. That's a big step for parents. You know, when you're planning to have children, amen, and, and, and things like that, those are things that we need to, we got to prepare our children. We need to teach them things. We need to prepare them for life. Number two, protect your kids in the storms. Notice I said in the storms, not from the storms. In the storms, amen. We can't protect them from the storms of life because church, they're going to come. Come on, you got to teach them life is going to hit you. Life is unfair at times. You got to teach them, you know what? You can't teach them serve God and, and you live happily ever after. That, that's not teaching them. You got to teach them that, it, that, you know what? God is faithful in the storms, amen. You got to teach them that God can get us through any battles, amen, because they are going to come. But we can't protect them in the storm, church. Life is full of storms. Can somebody say amen? Come on, we're in a storm right now, amen. There's, a, there's darkness that surrounds us, amen. Uh, but in the midst of a storm, amen, uh, there's still a light of hope, amen. Uh, God is still there, amen. He, he's waiting. He's covering us. He's our umbrella. He's our everything church. Uh, and we got to understand that in the midst of storm, uh, God is still there. Come on, life sometimes can be like a hurricane, right? Things are hitting for, hitting you from all angles. And man, you're going through, man, what a bad day it was today. Come on, you ever had one of those days? They're like, man, I want to just go to sleep and start over. Amen. Uh, but life happens, amen. Uh, but at the end of the day, we can still say, you know what, God, you're still good. Uh, God, you're still faithful. Uh, come on, I may have had a bad day, but that's all right. Because in this world, we're going to have bad days. We're not exempt from them, church. It rains on the just and the unjust, church. Life can be hard at times. Winds can be coming, amen. Man, rain and hail can come. They can come knocking on our doors. Our windows can break, amen. But you know what? If we are planted on the solid rock of God, amen, our house will not blow down, church. We will still stand in the midst of a storm because we can always fix a window. We can always fix things that are broken, but our house remains solid, church. Life can be tough. Can somebody say amen? amen. Come on, we all need a place of security. We all need a place of safety, peace, and protection. And God has planned that our home, somebody say my home. Come on, our home be that place. Amen. I don't want to go anywhere else, amen, besides the house of God. But when I, when I had a long day, I want to just go home. I want to be with my family, amen. I want to be with my wife, amen. If my kids are there, amen. I, I want to be uh, whoever's there. Even my mother-in-law. I want to be with my mother-in-law. <laughs> Woo! Whoa, hallelujah. I, I want to be home. 
If she's making salsa for me, I want to be there. Hallelujah. It's a place of refuge, church, and God made our home to be that. That when the storms of life and, the, and being out there in the world and working and all the other stuff, that our home be that refuge. That, that home be our security, our, our safe place, our, our peace. Proverbs chapter 14, 26 says this. Reverence for the Lord gives a man deep strength. His children have a place of refuge and security. Come on, somebody. The home is supposed to be a place of, of refuge and security. Amen. Uh, we need to provide a positive input, church, uh, in order to counterbalance, listen, the, all the negative input that we receive from the world. Come on, I mean, know that you hang out with the world, some world will get on you, church. Come on, the media, come on, uh, social media, all that stuff, you, you hear it and it just rubs on you, amen. Uh, and so we need a counterbalance, amen, from all the negative that we receive from co-workers, uh, that we receive on the news, uh, all that stuff, amen, that will counterbalance. And we need to provide that positive input. But the real truth is, and what's sad today, church, that in many homes, listen, instead of being a place of refuge, security, safety, stability in the storm, many of our homes are the center of the storms. And this is not God's plan. This is not God's plan for family, church. He wants our home to be a place of refuge. He warns us against that in Mark chapter 3, verse 25, that a home filled with strife and division destroys itself. King James Version says this, if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Another translation in the CEV says a family that fights won't last either. Church, we need to get along in our homes. We need to make it a place of refuge, a place of strength, amen, a place of peace, away from the storms. It shouldn't be a... a a storm in our homes, church, because it's going to destroy itself. So the place that's supposed to be a place of acceptance, speaking of the home, sometimes becomes a place of rejection. So how can we be fully committed with our children, our family, church? Well, four things have to happen. They all start with H. Here, you got to listen. Hug, show affection. Hope, give them a future. Help, provide it and teach them to ask for it. We got to teach our children when they need help, ask. Come on. You know, when I wasn't taught that. My, my dad's old school. He, he grew up in Mexico. He's just a man-man, you know. Just a man-man. Pancho Villa man. You know, just... Rah. You figure it out, son. Don't tell nobody your problem. Just figure it out. And realize it wasn't that the right thing to do. You know, so a lot of times I just figured out, been quiet and not said anything. And when I really needed help inside, I didn't yell out for help because I was taught not to. That's not what a man does. I'm here to let you know that's what a man of God does. That when I'm drowning, I'm, I'm drowning. I need some help, brother. <laughs> Can you pray for me? I need some prayer, amen. Come on, can we come to agreement with me? Can we fast? I, I, I'm a call for help. 
Just like Peter. Peter. Peter was sinking, man. And thank God he didn't have pride to take him all the way down. Amen. He said, he, what did he yelled out? Lord, save me. Hallelujah. And so we got to call out for help. We got to teach our kids when you're going through a, a season, call out for help. And call and be there for them. Amen. And be there for to be their help. And so provide it for them and teach them how to ask for it. Amen. Number three. Play and have some fun with your kids. Right. Come on, Hallelujah. Right. Come on, prepare them, amen. Do these things. Let your place be a, a house of refuge, a refuge, amen. Protect them, amen. But how do you know that you got to play with them? Come on, have some fun with them. God intends family to be a platform of fun, a platform of, of good times, amen. When my family, my kids come over, amen, in my house, amen, I, I want to have fun. I want to relax, amen. I want to laugh. I want to... Tease them a little bit. <laughs> Not too much, amen. Our home should be a place of fun with our children. Some Christians get saved, stop having fun, they get serious, or they get holy. They, they forgot how to smile, how to laugh, amen. Come on, it, it's okay to laugh. It's all right to, to watch a movie together. It's, it's okay to do these things. Uh, you know, if you're one of these people that got serious and got holy, well, I got a word for you today, man. Lighten up, hallelujah, and have some fun. Despite of the troubles, amen, have a little fun. Even show your kids, and yeah, we're going through a rough time, but you know what? We can still laugh. We can still have some fun. We don't have a lot of money, but you know what? Let's just get a let's get a dollar burger for all of us. Hallelujah. Whatever that may be, let's go to the park. Let's do something. Have a happy meal and be happy. Have some fun, church. A family that prays together stays together, but a family that has fun together, has fun together, grows together. We need to grow, church. And fun. Psalms 127 verse 3 says, Children are a gift from God. They're a gift, church. They are a gift. Gifts are meant to be enjoyed. Come on, a lot of parents just endure their kids. And they don't enjoy them. Hello. Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 11 says, Celebrate with your whole family. Celebrate. Have a good time. Do some fun things together, church. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 8 says this. People ought to enjoy every day of their life, no matter how long they live. Have some fun. Have some fun, church. Fun is better than sadness, amen. Fun is better than not doing nothing. Fun is better than being mad. Fun is, have some fun. Have some fun. Enjoy life. Amen. Don't wait till all your problems are gone away to start enjoying fun or enjoying life. You know, I'm, once I get all this straightened out, then we're going to have some fun, kids. Once, once I start, once I do this and do that, when we'll have some fun. You know, no, start having some fun because problems are always going to be there, church. Learn how to have fun in the midst of storms, in the midst of battles, amen. If you wait till the storm is over, do you wait till everything is fine, you'll never enjoy life. You have to enjoy it through your problems because, like I said, those problems are always going to be with us. The fact is that someday, listen, someday your kids 
will start growing up, and then they move out. And your house will be all empty. Your kitchen will be clean. <laughs> One plus, amen, amen. You won't find empty milk gallons in your refrigerator. I don't know why they don't throw them away. And there won't be any three-month-old three french fries stuck between your car seats. You ever find those? Amen. Hallelujah. One day your entire house, listen, will be quiet. Calmed and filled with memories. Listen, if your home isn't fun while your kids are growing up, don't be surprised that they don't come back when they're gone. Make time for your kids, church. Don't make, don't, 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 uh, Make them think that daddy doesn't have enough time. Don't, don't make them think that daddy isn't fun or mommy's too busy. Make time with the kids. You know, I, I may have not been the best father growing, amen, but I work every day at it. I want to I be there for my kids, amen. I want my, my home to be an escape for them. That when they've got storms of life, even when they're moved out and grown out and that they can still come to mama's house, daddy's house, you know what, and, and they can find some peace. Find, find some peace in the midst of storm and safety, that they will always be safe with mom and dad. Last one real quickly. Point your kids to God. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 says this, Fathers, bring up your children and training them and instruction of the Lord. The most important lesson, church, that we teach our kids is knowing and loving God. Amen. Teaching them the word of God. Showing them the love of the Father. Bring up your kids uh, knowing and trusting God. They, they need to see their parents trust God when things are not going well. You teach them, amen, when you're going through that storm, when you're going through some battles, that, 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 that you guys are trusting God, that you guys are, 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 are leaning upon the Lord, amen, that they see that in your life, amen. This is important for us as parents to do. Uh, Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10 says, Knowing God results in every other kind of understanding. Let them know God. Let them know God, church. Knowing God is the foundation of, of life, amen. It's not good enough to talk to them about God. We need to make sure that we're pointing our children, amen, to Jesus Christ, that we're pointing them and said, He's our Savior. He's the one that died on the cross for you. You got to teach them the blood of Jesus, amen. You got to teach them what He done, what, what He done here on earth, and what He did for us to set us free. He is the one that died for them. We got to teach them that. Philippians chapter 3 verse 10 says this, I want you to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. Come on, teach him the power of the resurrection church. Come on. Acts chapter 16, 34 says, The whole family was filled with joy because they have come to believe in God. Amen. It goes on to say in the NIV uh, that the, uh, in 1629 to 34, if it says the jailer called for the lights and rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas and, and he brought them 
out and ask, sirs, what's, what, what must I do to, get, to be saved? And they reply, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your and this house, amen. And that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. And immediately he and all his household were baptized. And the jailer brought them into the, his house and set a meal before them. And he, they were filled with joy because they have come to believe in the Lord, he and his whole household hallelujah come on somebody uh, this is what you teach them when you start to teach them uh, the word of god you start to teach them who christ is uh, and you point them to god amen uh, not only are you saved but your whole family gets saved when you got a family saved church there's some peace there there's some joy there's some refuge amen there's are things amen that in the midst of storm amen that they can find god amen they can find peace at home Amen. God is a good God, church. And if we're going to be all in, see, sometimes we're all in with God, but we're not all in with our families. Come on. I mean, we're, we're different when it comes to the house of God, but we're different when we're home. Those, 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 those are the things that we cannot show our children. Amen. What we are here is who we are there, church. We got to show them the God all the time. We got to show them that we love them, even in their mistakes. Listen, in their mistakes, that they can still come to you and say, Dad, Mom, I messed up. And they will not be afraid, but they can come open because they know that you, you will have understanding, that you will show grace, that you will be there. You, so we will be disappointed at times, church. There's not, we will be that. But we can point them to God. We can point them to God. We, we have to be that strong tower for them, church. Uh, we've got to make that commitment. So if we're going to be all in in 2020, if we are going to get serious with God, if we're going to make that declaration over our lives, amen. Uh, come on, uh, not only to God, but make it to our family. Uh, make it to our friends, amen. Make it to, as a servant in the house, amen. The things that we ought to do, God, I'm all in. Not just part in. Not just a little in. Listen, the blessings happen when you're all in, church. You've got to get all in. You've got to get in the God, this is my life, God. God, I'm not only dedicated to you, God, but I'm dedicated to this church. I'm dedicated to my friends. And God, I am dedicated to my children and my family, God. I am all in, God. And when you start to be all in with God, with that kind of commitment, then God starts to bless you. You got to get all in, church. Are you all in? Come on, are you all in? See, as I close today, we need to learn that we need to be committed in these areas. We've got to work on these areas, church. Our walk with God, that has to be a commitment. Our church, that has to be a commitment. God, I'm here to serve. Our friends, each other, that has to be a commitment to each other, to be an encouragement to each other, to help each other, to lift up each other. But we need to be committed in our own families, with our kids, church. Don't let them figure it out. Teach them. Show them. Help them along. Point them to God. You do it by your life. If what you say 
here and what you do here, let it be at your house. Let it be wherever you go, church, showing them that you're committed. You're all in with, with Christ. Joshua, now end with this. Joshua 24, verse 15 says, Choose this day. Choose this day what you're going to do. But for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. And we're not going to do this in our house. We don't say those things in our home. We don't watch those things in our house. Those are things that you show them. You teach them. Teach your children. Teach them as they're growing. And when they get old, they will not depart from it. I can tell you, I, I, I grew up in a, in, in, with my mom. My mom has always been a saved woman. Saved woman going through the seasons and the battles with my father, you know, as an alcoholic, amen, and, and seeing all that and seeing both sides and, and even thinking to myself, amen, as I see my mom praying and, and, and crying and praying for his children, my, my brothers, amen, and all this stuff. That when I started to see that, I started to say, man, I, I never want to be like that. And then I became that. Because it's only Jesus that can change me not to be that. And Jesus came into my life and changed my heart, church, to be the man who I needed to be. And my dad, well, he got saved at the end before he passed. But it was because the example of my mother praying for her husband. Something that my wife had to do for me. Show your example that even through the midst of hard times, parents, mom, dad, and no matter what gets pulled in, thrown your way, as you stand solid and commit your walk to God, your children will see that. And when they get old, they're going to remember that. And that's what's going to keep them solid. That's what will keep them fighting for their marriage. That will keep them fighting for their homes and things like that is by what you teach them, church. Show them how to fight through a storm. Show them that, you know what, God's always with us. It doesn't matter what you see. Come on, God is there. And God is going to get us through this. Your kids will come back. Your kids will come. My, my thing, I have one son that's out there. It's not saved. My oldest son. But I know, I know in my heart that when it's all said and done, I may not see it. I don't know, when, but I know that my son will call upon the Lord. And that's, that's the peace that I have in my heart. That's the peace I have in my heart. That You know what? We have taught them. We, she has taught my son. He, he knows what he needs to do. Amen. He can deny it all he wants, but when it comes and he knows and he's faced with the truth, he will call on the name of Jesus. Amen. He will bow down. And I mean, like I said, I might not see it in my lifetime, but I'll see him up in heaven. And you got to believe that for your children. I believe that because we have imparted and he will not depart from it. When it comes, when, when, it, when the truth meets truth, church, he will choose the right thing. And when you can believe that and have that in your heart, then there's a peace. Amen? Let's all stand up. Hallelujah.